You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good evening. Welcome to Love Logical DNA Not Required. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you live from Podcast Detroit Royal Oak Studios. We are looking forward to intriguing and entertaining you every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Let me start today's show by saying thank you for joining our family, which is biological by nature, love logical by choice, DNA not required. Well, hello, 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 everyone. This is Michelle. I'm so happy to be with you all today. We have our special guest here today. I am going to introduce you, but before we get started, I have a tribute that I would like to make. Um, this week, we lost my, 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 my former father-in-law, who has become more like a love logical dad to me. And many of you know, um, Jerome, Jerome Washington. And he was very special to me and to my daughter. And my family, he spent many holidays with my family at my house, um, going to the jazz, jazz festival with him, movies, um, conversations. It's just so much. I lost my father 10 years ago. So to have Jerome to talk to and to share things with, um, he went to Toastmasters with us many times. Um, there was so much that me, him and Janelle did together that I just felt like I really wanted to let him know. I want to start this podcast by saying, you know, to everyone out there to be kind because Jerome ended every single conversation with be kind. He was kind himself. He was very positive. Um, he was uplifting, but yet he was very real at the same time. So tonight's podcast is dedicated to him because we are going to talk about mindfulness and the breath and how we can learn how to control the, the, the different things within ourselves just through our breath. And positivity really makes a big difference. So if you choose to be positive, you choose to be loving, then that's all that really that, that helps you so much. Because whatever you've done in your past, it's in the past. It's how you treat people and how you love them in the present. And it's how you love yourself in the present. So Jerome Washington loved us very much in the present. And he also treated us very kindly in the present. So you're going to notice that I'm going to be ending my podcast, letting everyone know that yes, we are love logical DNA not required, but I'm also going to ask you on behalf of Jerome Washington to be kind. So now we're going to get started here today. I have some wonderful people here today, and I'm going to allow my guests to introduce themselves, and we're going to go um, in age order. So I'm going to start with you, the beautiful young lady. <laughs> Would you like to share with the audience what your name is? My name is Sophia. And I'm seven years old. Okay, Sophia, who's seven years old. And next? Oh, my name is Rhea, and I am 15 years old. My name is John Luke, and I'm 15 years old. Come up closer to the mic. Okay. My name is John Luke, and I'm 15 years old. 
Okay, so we have Rhea, Sophia, and Jean-Luc, and then I'm going to go, we went from age, now we're going to beauty. (laughs) (laughs) So my name is Sonia Carwell, I won't share my age, but but I'm a CPA, and I'm glad to be here today. Okay, CPA and? And a mother and um, uh, a supporter for mindfulness and relaxation, a volunteer to serve the community. Okay. So Sonia Carwall and Love Logical have partnered together to share mindfulness, meditation experiences, breathwork experiences with our Love Logical community. Primarily, we're working with Detroit. And we are starting with Brilliant Detroit. We're going to the Brilliant Detroit home off of Webb and Linwood on Monday, the 17th. And we're going to be doing a parent-child meditation experience where we'll be teaching breath work to children ages 2 to 12 years old. So we ask, do you think that a 2-year-old could actually learn breath work. What do you think, Sophia? Um, if they get used to it and they keep trying it, then probably yeah. Yeah, you think so? I think that's a great answer. And I'm going to ask you, what do you think? I definitely think any age can learn breath work, and it's really beneficial. Okay. And John Luke, um, you you actually started working with Sonia with um, breath work, right? Okay, and meditating and different things. So would you share with us how it helped you? How breathing helped me. It helped me stay more calm and when I feel down. and yeah. Don't be nervous. So it helps you stay calm. And when you're feeling down, how does it help you when you're feeling down? It helps me feel a little bit better about mm-hmm. the situation. And I try to find a solution. Okay. To help it. So can you give me like an example of when you were feeling, um, when you weren't calm, you were kind of anxious, and Um, then you, give me an example. So if I did bad like on a test in school, Mm -hmm. so if I did bad on a test in school, I feel like down, I feel frustrated, Mm -hmm. upset, Mm -hmm. and then I do breathing and relaxation exercises to Help me feel more calm. And it works? And it works. Now, what would you have done prior to learning the breathing exercises, if you don't mind sharing with us? What I've done prior? Yeah. Before you learned how to breathe and help to calm yourself down, what what did you used to do? I used to just uh, act out and feel the way I do. Act out in class? Okay. Um, do you mind sharing act out how? Like I may... Yell, okay, or complain. Okay, and you don't do that anymore. No, feels good, doesn't it? Now, do you do it right in class? Your breath work. Uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. if I'm like really frustrated, mm-hmm. then that would help me. And then at home, I can act out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, so you leave that for your parents, huh? <laughs> But sometimes I get in trouble with them if I act out. <laughs> like my phone taken away. Okay. But then um, do you find yourself utilizing the breath work, the breathing techniques that you've learned yes. at home sometimes too? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And your parents started to also practice um, different meditative techniques because of the success that you've had, right? Right. How does that make you feel, knowing that you're doing that with your parents? That makes me feel even better. About it does. Myself and mm-hmm. about them. That's good. And I have a better relationship with my parents. Do you? Mm-hmm. Because now, um, how does it help you have a better relationship? Um, we Sometimes together as a family, we all do breathing exercises to uh, help us keep us calm. Okay. And that makes us feel a lot better. Okay. I love it. I love it. So, and Miss Miss Raya. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Raya is a phenomenon <laughs> at Rochester High School. She um Raya decided that she was going to do something to make a difference within the high school. Um we all know that there's a lot of our youth in the United States who are committing suicide, who are acting out in class to where sometimes it makes it hard for the teachers to be able to really teach in the classroom. We have a lot of children that ADHD, children that are on the spectrum. So you have so many different personalities and things within the classroom. But then you also have in the schools, you have bullying. Help me out, Raya. What else you got? I mean, definitely, I think social media plays a large role in day-to-day society. And um, (laughs) as well, besides social media, I think that parental influences also. So for those who, like, lack parental influence or have too much, it's really difficult for them to express themselves Mm -hmm. in a way that, you know, is not harmful to their body, to other people, especially with the drugs. I think that's a big thing, vaping. That and um, a lot of alcohol as well. I think that's a large thing within our society, within our teenagers these days. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what was it that made you decide to step up and make a change within your school and share what you've done to make that change? So I think definitely by being aware and hearing all of these stories, it's so it's so sad for the fact of like hearing about once a week or at least twice a week people committing suicide or having the the need to end their life over something that could be solved so easily mm-hmm. and i think definitely bringing awareness towards you know students and teachers and just bringing that sense of belongingness and comfort within our society really helps so what are you doing in school that's that that makes a difference what have you done to to reach out to the kids So I started a club called SMILE, which is an acronym, which is Service, Meditation, Inspiration, Leadership, and Empowerment. And I mean, I'm just one of, you know, many students out there who probably feel the same way about wanting to make a change within our Mm -hmm. schools. And so we'll work on mindfulness activities or we'll bring some sort of like family, I guess, while you're in school where you can go to people without having to go to alcohol or drugs or act out and um, do activities to bring yourself, to make yourself calmer. Okay. So tell us what that acronym for SMILE means again. So service, meditation, inspiration, leadership, and empowerment. Okay. Now, what if someone wants to start a SMILE club? At their school. Would you be willing to help? Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't think it should just, you know, 
go to Rochester High. I think any school has a possibility and deserves the outcome of, you know, happiness and having that sense of belongingness within this community. I love that. So tell us what you're doing within Smile to 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 really reach the students and how many students do you have participating in Smile right now? Because I know that it's something that's looking at growing throughout all of Rochester schools. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in my school, Rochester High, we have about 20 to 30 people mm-hmm. that will come in and just do either breathing activities or like, for example, we'll do yoga some days or we'll just talk about our feelings and you know how we're feeling and reflect on ourselves, what happened during the, you know, just taking a moment to sit down either with friends or by yourself and just taking a moment to reflect on yourself and what's going on. I love it. I love it. So, John Luke, can you see yourself leading a smile um, club over at Stony Creek? Of course. Definitely. Yeah, I can I can see you doing that as well. I can. I love it. And that, I would help mm-hmm. if people try to make it happen. I'll help them. Yeah. You know, I think that so many of our teenagers and our children in general in today's world, they they have so much tension and stress within them that we think that they don't really have a lot of things to worry about, but they do have a lot to worry about because, like you said, social media. Mm-hmm. I think social media plays a very big role within our youth's community, and that's a, and a negative role, a negative role. For sure. Tell us, tell us some of the things on social media that you feel as if is causing people to want to harm themselves or what you've heard that's out there. Either one of you want to come in and share? Well, for example, if someone bullies someone else, Mm -hmm. if they don't like a person, then they'll post something on social media, like saying something mean about them. Mm -hmm. And then they would see it and then they uh, just take their life without trying to solve it. I think that definitely plays a role in society today, especially with young teens. Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, the facade and the viewpoint of celebrities or like people that you look up to or even classmates within your own age group and how lavish or how exciting their lifestyle is. And then you compare it to, you know, what you may be going through. And it's not similar. It's not something that is comparable. Because you guys are totally different people. But I think that also plays a large role in why students feel the way they do. I love it. I love it. You know, our individual identity is who we are, and we should be very happy with who we are. But I understand what you're saying about celebrity because you have so many people out here wanting to be like a celebrity, comparing themselves to celebrities. You have, you know, beautiful, beautiful young women and men getting plastic surgery Mm -hmm. because they're trying to look like someone. You know, you have 20, 30-year-olds getting facelifts, which I'm like, what in the world? You know, because they're trying, they don't want to age or they want to this. And I said, what you have to understand is, and what a lot of people don't know When you look at all these people on television, you have the airbrushing, you have, you know, there's so much Photoshop and everything that's going on. No one is perfect in any way, shape or form. And everyone is beautiful. 
because the way that you're made, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you should care about yourself. Yeah, yourself. you should love yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. right, John Luke. You should love yourself. Mm-hmm. You and know, I love myself too. I love me. <laughs> I do. We I love, love me <laughs> because yeah. I feel like this. If you don't like the way I look, turn around. Look somewhere <laughs> else. The other way. Look somewhere else. You know, because. I'm aging gracefully. I'm proud of how I'm aging. And I don't feel like I need to clap my ears behind my head to look good. For sure. I don't. So, Miss Little and Miss Sophia over here (laughs) with her love shirt on. (laughs) I know I love people, too. (laughs) So, Miss Sophia, you're seven years old. So why do you feel as if younger people need to consider doing breath work? Do you, when do you breathe? When when do you meditate? Like whenever I feel like really like some kids are like crying or something, you should always like do breath work to help you from crying and like for your face not to swell up like that. <laughs> <laughs> it helps you? Okay. And what is, I'm going to ask you, do you ever find yourself in school doing breath work in school? Mm, not as much as I do at home. Okay, so you do it more at home? Okay, give me an example of when you might do breath work at school and when you might do breath work at home. So for at school, I'd probably like if we were just sitting down and like laying our head or sometimes and then like I would start just like breathing in and out. To mm-hmm. like make sure like I don't like cry or something and like I like feel good. Okay, so it helps you to relax and yeah, that sounds good. That sounds really good. And then give me an example at home. Tell us what Rhea might do. Oh to me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> don't tell people. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh-huh. I knew that would get you. <laughs> Tell us some examples of at home when you might do breath work at home. Like if my face were like really like cry up or something that mm-hmm. made me like feel really sad, I would go do it so my body wouldn't like get all swelled up and I would feel better. So it helps you relax. Okay. You know, I like that concept because as a grown up, Sometimes I get stressed out and I need to be able to relax because I know I could swell up too. <laughs> you know, when you go, because you know, when we get upset. What do we do? What do our shoulders do? Like, they get tense, don't they? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah. And then you, yep, you do. You get that, you fold up into yourself and everything. So, and then you start breathing. Can you show us how you breathe? Um, so like if you want, like you could breathe in and out. Okay. You could just like breathe in and out. You don't have to do like anything special, Mm -hmm. like just breathe in and out. Okay. And it doesn't like really matter what point you are in. You could just like breathe in and out and then it'll help you no matter what. All right. I like that. I like that. (laughs) You've done a very good job. You have two, <laughs> two beautiful, well-spoken young ladies. 
Yeah, I'm so proud of them that they joined today. This is their first time on a podcast. <laughs> so no, but they're, but they're doing nervous, a great job. <laughs> they're doing a great job. Why are you nervous? No, they're nervous. I'm oh, thinking that, they don't look know. nervous to me. You look more nervous than they do. No, Sonia, no. breathe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> breathe, Sonia. Okay. <laughs> All right, John Luke, you can laugh. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) I do have personality. That's something I was born with. I drive some people crazy. Others love me. But, you know, sometimes crazy is good. I can know it because I'm the same way. I know. I love love people that drive me crazy because it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be sane all the time. (laughs) Sometimes you're just going to have to be insane. Sometimes, right. you know, because some people, you know, what is saying? Do we really know? You know, nope. sometimes saying is what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. But being that insane, just that brief moment of insanity mm-hmm. can bring on some good laughter. I think so. <laughs> you ever laughed until you just really couldn't stop? Yeah. Like, and then you didn't even know why you were laughing? Yeah, because you can't. so hard, I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. Laughter's yeah. good. That's, laugh that's good. you cry. Yeah. <laughs> And I've gotten there where I've laughed so, laughed so hard where I couldn't cry. But have you ever laughed and had something tickle you so much that you can't believe that you're laughing that much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's a good laugh. Sometimes I laugh at the most dumbest things yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. But it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like learning how to breathe can be just as good for you as laughter. Oh, my Absolutely. gosh. Exactly. There's a link. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. All right. So Sonia. Yes. You you are part of the you're part of the leadership of this tribe. Yes. <laughs> and I know the first time I met John Luke, he's with his parents at our meditation experience at Eastland Mall. And he was sharing his story of how, you know, how much you've changed. And how your grades have changed since you I've started breathing. Huh? I have all A's now right now. Because first of the semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of that has changed just because you've learned how to calm yourself down. You can share a story. You really? Share story? Mm-hmm. You want to share it? Uh, I'm good. You good? You good? <laughs> okay. You, you don't have to worry you about it. share it for you? He may not want to share no, it on okay. the, on the air. Okay. He just found out okay. he's gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, he might prefer to pop lock or something. Okay. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All good. Yeah. Yeah. He might prefer to get up and dance and bust a move. <laughs> you might want to beatbox a little oh bit. You know? Oh, I'm terrible at beatboxing. <laughs> I am too, but I do it anyway. <laughs> I may spit all over everything, but you know, sometimes it's just fun. You know, it's fun to let your silly side out. It is. Sure. It really is. Some people need to learn how to do that. Just mm-hmm. let go sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know. So, Miss Sonia, so do you want to share your story of how you started working with children with breath work? Because I know, I know that as adults. What made you as an adult? But how did you, when did you come to realize the benefits for children? Yeah, um, for myself, after having two children and really nurturing and wanting to care for them, I wanted to protect them. 
and protect them from what I think is a lot of stress out there. We mm-hmm. need to be as adults more like children. And as I got older, I started connecting with, wow, let's keep that purity. Let's keep that loving, kind, innocent heart you know, present. And um, as I started researching the benefits that I was getting by not being so reactive to my kids, to my relationships, to my, you know, to my own mind, I started seeing, oh my goodness, this is something that we should do for our kids because as they get older, there's an, a, a huge amount of stress that comes along with the different ages, whether it's, you know, Sophia's age, being seven years old and having night terrors and feeling nervous about the dark and all the way to, you know, being ignored at school with friends that, you know, uh, that don't share to all the way to high school and how high schoolers get influenced by the wrong society, wrong people, and maybe not feeling the confidence that they need at, you know, the teenager years, 15 and as I get older, 17 and, and all that. So, For me, it was all about my own children. And then I started seeing a shift within the schools when I started getting involved in the Rochester schools. I started seeing a shift with the communities, and it was a lot different than when I grew up. We didn't have social media. We didn't have all those pressures. And I couldn't understand it. So that gap was a big part to play with, really wanting to learn what's going on into my kid's life. And so that's how I got started, having my kids in school and wanting to support them in whatever which way I knew how. And you know, what's really funny is when we were kids, we were allowed to be kids. Yeah. Our children nowadays grow up so fast. Yeah. You know, you see five-year-olds and six-year-olds that really don't, they see it as being babies to play with dolls and play with toys and things. And I am so glad to see Sophia at seven and she plays with her dolls and she plays with her toys. And I have to bring my Samaya over to play with you sometimes. She's six. Can you play with a six-year-old? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I was with my niece, my great niece this weekend. And she just turned nine. And, you know, she's still very much so. She's like what a nine-year-old used to be. She's not grown she's not watching the real housewives of atlanta or you know she's not looking at you know the the tattoo shows or all of the you know i don't even want to go into some of the stuff that i see on tv that children are watching and i just i'm glad to see children be kids and i think that our kids need to learn what calm what stress free what nonviolence is they really do So one of the things that Sonia and I have, you know, we're working on doing is to reach out to different um, school administrators in Detroit and its surrounding areas because we want to come to them with a program on how they can go about building a stress-free, nonviolent schools similar to what's been done in New Jersey, California, and Chicago. Yeah. So you'll be hearing more about it. We're not going to spill all the beans tonight. (laughs) You know, we're not even going to spill a few coins, not even (laughs) a little bit of rice. You know, (laughs) we're going to give enough. But we are looking at building this love logical community, this extended community within our schools, because the school is an extension of the home. It really is. I mean, our children spend more time in school during the day 
than what they have awake hours at home, usually when they get home, mm-hmm. especially the younger ones. When you start looking at the kids that are basically elementary school, um, some middle school students, if you're in school until 3, 4 o'clock, and then sometimes you're at school after school for programs, and you come home, by the time you do your homework, have your dinner, and everything, it's just about time to go to bed. So you really have more awake hours in school. But is it stressful in school? Do you all find it being stressful sometimes Depends in school? On how much homework you have. Mm-hmm. You have to study for like a test. Okay. And how many of you have, how many of the three of you have experienced children in the classroom that disrupt the classroom for more than 20 minutes of the time that you're in there. Yes. You see? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And how does that affect your learning during that, during that time? It, it just distracts other people from learning. And yeah. Does it distract the teacher from teaching? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Teacher gets kind of frustrated if they don't stop and you might have to tell them to leave the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how hard is it sometimes for the teacher to get them to leave the room? Uh, I mean, usually. Usually. <laughs> pretty know, hard? Pretty. Not really hard. It's more that they make a big deal, the student, when they leave or they cause some sort of scene. Mm-hmm. They might make an excuse or something. Okay. To not. To not leave. Just just to they be might seen. Back. oh, I won't do it, and then they do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just for the sake of attention, yes. it sounds like. Now, what do you like think? That. What do you think if that particular um, child learns how to breathe, just to use the natural breath that they have to be able to calm down, or the teacher knows how to guide that child through helping them calm down even more? How do you think that would affect the overall learning within the classroom? I mean, I think with the teacher side that they wouldn't re- overreact or react um, towards the student maybe based off of what they've had at home or something like that, that they wouldn't have to take out however they're feeling on a student, and then the student obviously would not have the response to react back to what the teacher have said or what they made them do. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> that was such a well-put answer. Man, I am so impressed. Thanks. Looks like I'm going to end up having me a little co-host over here. (laughs) I mean, it's all true. It is. It really is. A high school class, classroom. You don't know what what to expect. You don't. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) society's changed, and unfortunately, it's not really changed to something that's beneficial towards students these days, and there's definitely need to put some attention towards it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what do you think? How do you think it would be if you had that child that got kicked out of your classroom or was acting up in your classroom, if they could learn how to calm themselves down? Do you think that would make it easier in school? Yes. You do? <laughs> how would it make it easier to you in the classroom? Um, it wouldn't be as noisy when the teacher's, like, teaching mm-hmm. a lesson because we still, like, got to know some stuff for homework or something. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's in the middle of math or something. 
Do you miss out on things in class sometimes because of? Yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to like stop and like wait for the teacher to say something mm-hmm. to the like student that's like misbehaved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes it harder for you, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we really have to, parents, we have to help our children. And oftentimes our children they're reacting in a way that they learned from home. So we have to look in a mirror and look at ourselves as parents too and take responsibility for some of the things that we have done or that we don't know. We may not know how to protect and calm ourselves either. So as parents, if we learn with our children, like John Luke said, it makes a difference in his household because it makes you happier because your parents actually do breath work and they meditate with you, you know. So we really have to work on making a difference within our households. So share with me, Rhea. Yes. <laughs> Has the relationship with your mother gotten better because of the fact that you two can meditate together and, because you know, just based on you being able to meditate when something goes wrong. And I know you see your mother and learn from your mother, but share some of that with us. So I think definitely stress never really hits you until maybe the end of middle school, definitely in high school. And I know through, at least for teenagers our age, there's a lot of hormonal issues, whether from a guy or a girl side. And we tend to act out. So, like, personally, for me in middle school, it was a really rough year just because a lot of new changes happened, new adaptation towards things. And I would definitely say my mom, like, our relationship, like, went up and down all the time. We'd have fights and, like, arguments about stuff. She's, like, basically my older sister. Mm-hmm. But we definitely have our moments. But I found that, you know, once I really started committing myself to doing breath work daily and just taking the time out to give 100% towards me and what I need, then our relationship slowly got stable to now. Like, my mom's literally my best friend. So now I'm in high school. I tell her everything. She's She's honestly my best friend. We do everything together. (laughs) And I think that having that relationship with your parents definitely helps the situation and having that open communication. Really, there's no need to be secret or like have secrets or do stuff behind their back because with open communication, at least you have that that chance to talk. Mm -hmm. If you hide things, they'll haunt you. We'll never get results. Closer. You say if you hide things. So if you hide things, then it won't get resolved. This haunt you. Mm-hmm. Hide so things from your parents. About, right, especially mm-hmm. for your parents. Talking about it, especially to your parents, will help. And so, and this has helped you open up to your parents more, especially because your parents are open to doing the same thing. Do they respond differently now? Right. They do. Okay. Okay, that's what I I guess I was trying to make sure the best way to put it. So you said that your parents started to also meditate and do the breath work. So and you all do it together. Mm -hmm. So it's helped change your parents responses towards you. Mm -hmm. Can you give an example of how it's changed their responses? So if 
I get a bad bad grade. Uh-huh. My dad is still hard, but he he understands and he tries to help me and I'm better off. Mhm. Okay. So instead he's, of He's not as hard as uh to me as he was. Okay. Before I started doing breathing or if they start doing it. Okay. So you take so the breath work Sonia, it sounds like it takes the time, gives you the time to to calm down and focus before you respond as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's happening is the breath is such a powerful tool because that's the anchor to being in the moment. And what happens to us is we get caught up with an experience by pattern. We think this is how my child is and that child's tendency is this. So we label our children, right? We label them as, you know, you don't always study. You're always on your phone or you're always playing video games. And we don't give that chance. We, we actually, when we say that, we're reinforcing that that's what they do. And we've instilled that that's their label. We're never giving them a chance to grow. And in every moment, there's a possibility that that child wants to be out of it. So we're not able to listen to them crying for help because that's all they know. That's what they see at school. So the breath anchors them to the moment to say, you know what? It's okay. I need to be present right now with what is. And only if you're present now can you change a pattern in the past, right? Because mm-hmm. we can't be in the past again. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? We can't right. be that John Luke two years ago or Rhea three years ago. That person's gone. We're here now. Yeah, today I focus more on schoolwork and I've cut off video games. I don't play any video games at all, like maybe a phone game, but that's it. Yeah. I've been focusing more studying. So I think that's John Luke's parents have also recognized, you know what? Video games are good in moderation, but what we end up doing is either we give them too much or we take it all away. Kids have to learn how to process information. They're going to go through stuff. Rhea's a great kid, but I have my moments, and we go through our battles. But there's a moment I know that she's always changing now. Mm -hmm. Today, she's going to be different than she is 10 years from now. Sophia is the way she is. She's eventually going to be different. So accepting that and embracing their age and not labeling them as that type of ch- child because that gives them confidence. I think you get more confidence knowing that as my as my experiences are experienced, I'm going to learn from them and I'm going to grow. Because how do you learn to be a better person from your bad experiences, mm-hmm. right? We right. can't be perfect children and we can't be perfect parents. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm not perfect. Way. No, there's no there's no such thing as perfect as a perfect person. Mm-hmm. We are all flawed. Mm-hmm. We are all flawed, and we have to accept the fact that we are flawed, and that our friends yeah, and those around human. us are flawed. It's mm-hmm. a part of being human. Mm-hmm. If we decide that we don't want to be around someone because of their flaws, then that means that we are not really a good friend anyway. Right. You know, you have to accept certain things when it comes to your friends Mm -hmm. you know if they're your true friends and i think that's how relationships can change and i think that is what love is love is all the ups and downs we have with each other and you know and one of the things that you said michelle which was so beautiful is that in the environment in the home the mother and father set the tone of the child we really become a product of what we see in our home 
if we see happiness, if we see forgiveness and kindness, we actually mimic that as as adults. Because I remember when my mother was at home and I didn't know how to cook and I didn't know how to clean. And I would just look at her and I was remembering when I got married, that's how my mom did it. You know, that's how my dad, they managed the bills and my mom never really, you know, we, we have good and bad experiences, but you really take on all that from a young age. Mm-hmm. So if we can really build a strong level of communication at home and we're calm, then we won't be so reactive. Mm-hmm. And that's from my own experience with kids and with John Luke. And I started off as John Luke's tutor and I was tutoring in math and he is an amazing kid and just wasn't given the opportunity at a young age to really find himself. And now working with him, he's a, he's like now family. <laughs> and, you know, it's such a beautiful thing to see transition and everybody needs a, a chance to recognize their potential. Yeah, before I was profoundly bad at math. <laughs> so. Right now, Profoundly I'm, bad. Yeah. <laughs> and how you it doing now? Just, I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she she flipped that light switch for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We share. When we know something good, we want to share it with friends, family, and everybody in our love logical family. Mm-hmm. Something that works, really something in life that can really make a difference. And you don't know until you try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes a big difference because a lot of us – we teach what we what we learned. And there's a poem about children learn what they live, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and we need to better ourselves as parents. And it doesn't matter if your children are two, if your children are seven or 15, you know, 18, 25. It doesn't matter you could still find a way to embrace who you are as a parent and become a better parent so that your children can become better children and also with your grandchildren, you know, your adult children. Help them, work with them so that when they're they're teaching their children, they could instill the certain breath work and values and different things into their kids. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to learn how to handle stress. Mm -hmm. We're trying to learn how to handle tension. We're trying to learn how to handle negativity. We're trying to learn how to not let people push our buttons. Yes. (laughs) So we don't want to, to have people push our buttons. What happens when someone pushes your button, Sophia? You, like, get really angry, mm-hmm. and you start to, like, really get really frustrated on them. Mm-hmm. And what can you do, um, Ray and John Luke, to stop someone from being able to push your button? Well, I would just ignore them mm-hmm. or walk away. Mm-hmm. But if it's a joke, then I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Because me and, my, me and my friends joke around a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's, think, it's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. I think not letting them take the control and having yourself and know, I guess, your boundaries of whether or not to lash out and if it's like the appropriate place to. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you all have control over your own emotions. And I think that knowing when it's the right time and when it's the wrong time is really essential. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to let them push your button for that anger because you're giving them... You're giving them what over you? Power. You're giving them power over you. You're giving them control over you. 
And you don't want to do that. You don't want to let them push that button. So this is where breath work makes a big difference. And, you know, our children need to learn this. And when I say our children, you know, I'm talking about, I'm talking about black, white, brown, yellow, blue, green, purple, (laughs) pink, what other colors we got out there? Oh, we got orange. We <laughs> <laughs> got gray, too. Look, gray look orange. <laughs> orange. <laughs> so we have people, you know, just whatever color you are doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's able to apply to all of us. All of us. And we're all human. Yes. yes. No matter what yes. background, yes. where you're from, what part of the world, we all have the same issues. We all have a heart and we all have the same capacity to love and we have feelings. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where love logical, that's building that love logical community, that love logical, you know, mindset. Because like John Luke, from what I understand, you're going to have some other kids coming to stay with you soon. Right. So your family is building a love logical family right there within the home. Mm-hmm. You know, Sonia had, and Sonia's part of your love logical family. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Definitely. You know, definitely. He's a definitely. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's our goal is to just, to just build and grow because you don't want to get to a point to where you feel like you have nowhere to go. No one to talk to when your buttons are being pushed. Mm -hmm. Don't let them push it. Don't give them that power. I love that you said power over you. Mm -hmm. You don't give up your power, do you? No. No. My power gets stronger and stronger. That's right. Yes. and And the thing is, what I'm understanding is the more you're learning to control yourself, you're enhancing Everything within you to where it's like, I don't need to let you get to me. I'm not going to let you get to me, but I need to take ownership of what's going on inside of me and what I'm doing and how I can control me. Am I getting that right? 100%. Especially, you know, with high schoolers, there's so much that happens to you. I think like one of the hardest ages is probably between 9 to 18, 19. And with that, with knowing that you can't push my boundaries and having that space that you know what's right and wrong, definitely it applies to our age. I love it. You know, and most people don't understand that. Our children can learn to control their reactions and they can also learn how to not allow other people's reactions to control them. It's so, a choice. Whatever you do is a choice. It is. It's, it's truly a choice. Whatever is done, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. What you think? You think John Luke is right? <laughs> yes. All right. You're right because Sophia said you are. No. <laughs> You know, we need to be the best version of ourselves. I mean, sky's the limit. You know, Mm -hmm. we can do anything we want to be if we believe in ourselves, right? And our Mm -hmm. support system, our friends, our parents, everybody around us, you know, they can have their opinions. But if we give you the tools 
to, to give you in your daily life because, you know, we're not going to hold you in our arms forever. We're going to have to let you go at some point. To yes, the world. unfortunately, we do. That's hard for us, but... You can always visit. Yes. <laughs> Good point. But you can't stay. You got to go home, huh? Yeah, one call away. So when you go to college, we want to give you the best tools to get the right education that you want. Enjoy your life with your families that are going to be now extended. Mm -hmm. So that's the most beautiful thing is you develop and create your life. But you won't be able to make smart decisions like John Luke said and Rhea said. When your mind is all stressed out, you won't be present. And if you're stressed, can you make smart decisions? No. Definitely not. It's hard, right? It's hard to make smart decisions. Because then we're going to be emotional. It's so in the moment. It's so in the moment. Yeah. And, and your decision, your decisions are based upon that 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 stress, mm -hmm. that tension, that anger, mixed whatever it is you're feeling right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mixed with the hormones and the emotions. <laughs> all that. Yeah. It's all right there. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is, you may not even be, you may not just be upset with what's happening at that moment. Just the anger that comes up may bring up something from back two years ago. Yeah, the patterns. And you add that on. So yeah. unless you learn how to control all of that. Yeah. And how's the emotions? Up and down. Yeah. Good days, bad days. They aren't always the same. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. You're still going to have those. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to take them away. You just learn how to handle them better, right? Absolutely. Right. I think definitely something my mom always says to me mm -hmm. is that the company you keep around you is like who you are. So I think especially when it comes to your emotions, it comes to your influences to always keep good company because you're a reflection of the people you keep around you. You are definitely. You are definitely. And I know some people say they're loners, which I, I am. I'm kind of a loner in my own way. But when I surround myself with people, I like to surround myself with good people. Mm -hmm. That's important. I Absolutely. really do. I like to surround myself with happy people, with positive people, with people who are going to motivate me, people who are going to teach me, and people who are going to accept me, mm -hmm. flaws and all. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what we need. You know, no one right. who's going to try to just push my buttons on a regular <laughs> basis. It will just continue to try. But you need to try to not let it get to you. Mm hmm Yeah. Yep, don't let it get to you. So, Sophia. <laughs> Your mom, Sonia Carwall, you know who, do you know who she is over there? <laughs> Your mom and I will be hosting our very first parent-child meditation experience where we're going to be helping to teach children and their parents how to breathe so that they can help to handle the stress and things that's in their lives. Because if we teach the parents and teach the children, they can practice together like John Luke's family and like your family. Correct? Mm -hmm. Think that's a good thing? Yeah. You coming to help out? <laughs> All right. And I know that Ray is going to be there of to course. help out. You know, John Luke, you coming to hang out with us next Monday on the 17th? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> so we're Fine going time. to be at Brilliant Detroit for our first parent-child meditation experience with them. And then we will be going to different Brilliant Detroit houses each month to offer an experience. But we're, while we're doing this, we are also looking at coming to a school within or with a school district within your communities mm 
um, within the metropolitan Detroit area to start. And then who knows? Knowing us, we're going to be building Love Logical communities within the school districts all over the United States. But we're going to start here in Michigan, um, one one school district at a time. Yeah, our yeah. goal is really to to make a movement of change within our our Entire, children. Yes, zero suicide, zero anxiety, zero depression. We lots need to, of love. Lots of love. Lots of love. Yes. Lots you of know, love. And positivity. Acceptance. Absolutely. So making a movement with the schools would be an amazing thing to 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 have in Michigan and all over. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted. We all want to make a change. I think everybody. A little contribution can make a whole ocean. Can make a make it grow and yeah. grow and grow. Yeah. And to me, that's that's something that is necessarily needed, because I know that we laugh about being raised, you know, back in the eighties, seventies, and eighties. <laughs> That's a long time ago <laughs> to you guys. I think we laugh about yes. you guys being raised. Well, but we That's we definitely a laugh. <laughs> yes, our parents weren't meditating back then. They were whooping our behind. <laughs> right. We got spanked. We got yes. Our parents didn't reason with us on certain things, but you know we managed to still be okay. Um, many of us are. We're not out. We didn't have suicide. Like you all have. We didn't have social media. We didn't have social media (laughs) like you have. Um, Bullying. Bullying was handled by don't come into my house until you whoop that bully's butt. (laughs) That's how bullying was handled. Yeah, that's how it was. I can tell you that I was chased home by, by a girl. And you know who you are. We're Facebook friends. But I I was chased home by a girl. And my mother... I I ran up on the porch and my mother literally locked me out and told me that if I could wrestle with my cousins, I could try to fight my older brothers and sisters, then I need to go down there and beat that girl's behind. And I did. And then when I got back on the porch, my mother let me in. So they won't ever bother you again. But we didn't fight anymore after that. Mm -hmm. We didn't fight anymore. And I wasn't afraid to protect myself. But see, in today's society, you all have social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that fight would have been posted by on everyone's social media. For sure. um, someone would have been ridiculed. You know, um, feelings would have been hurt even more. The friendship that actually developed after that fight probably would not have developed. Because with everyone keeping it from developing... You know, we would argue and fight with our friends and we would be friends again. You know, but now it's like so many people focus on keeping the friendships apart other than pulling them back together again. You know, we were more forgiving. So that's something that has to be learned. Forgiveness has to be learned. People make mistakes every day, Mm -hmm. every day. Kids fight. But nowadays, kids don't fight fair. Mm-hmm. We used to. It used to be one on one. There's no one on one anymore. People have to gang up. I know it's so sad. I don't think there's a lot of fights these days, are there? No. Because oh. they go on social media. Yeah, they yeah. bully on social. They media. bully on. They bully behind the 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 phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. the like cowards. Sna- for, Snapchat. Sorry to put it that way, but right? cowards. Like cowards. Snapchat, for example, you mm-hmm. can actually block that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to see. 
more unity. Mm-hmm. I want to see our children learn how to forgive, how to be kids and accept the fact that people make mistakes. You may not like someone today who could be your best friend a year from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think every moment's always changing and yes. every experience comes with a changing moment. Mm-hmm. And but stop holding on to anger. And that's something that I hear that you all are learning not to do. You're not holding on to harboring anger. You're letting it go. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely love it that you're not holding on to it. And you're taking accountability for your actions. People, we need to learn how to teach our children how to do this. So our first session is going to be at Brilliant Detroit. And I'm going to get the address here. So give me just a moment. Blind as a bat. Blind in one eye. Can't see out the other one. Without my glasses, everything Mm -hmm. is just completely blurry. I can barely So we're looking at Monday, February 17th at 5 p.m., ages 2 to 12, with a parent or guardian. Do not, there, there is no dropping the children off. <laughs> this is with a parent or guardian. You are going to do this with your child, and it's going to be at 2634 Webb Street in Detroit, 48206. And you know you could always reach me on Love Logical. All one word on Facebook and Instagram as well as Twitter. Or you can contact me at info at lovelogical.com. Info at lovelogical.com. So I want to share thank you to everyone today for being here. I truly enjoyed our conversation. Did you guys enjoy our conversation? Yes. I enjoyed it. Yes. Thank All you, right. Thank, thank you. you for being here. And again, thank you, John Luke. You're welcome. Rhea. Sophia (laughs) (laughs) and uh, also Sonya Carwall my partner (laughs) and we're looking forward to looking forward to next week say love logical biological by nature love logical by choice DNA not required and remember be kind be kind everyone be kind